Welcome to the Sword and Spirit Ministries International Podcast. We are a church with God's heart and we have you at heart. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Um, I'd like to greet mom and dad uh, this morning and the leadership of the church. I would also like to greet the church at large. Amen. Um, let me start here. I'm going to first thank Sword and Spirit, Emma Lasheni, for the support that they give, gave my family when we lost my dad two weeks ago. So, to everyone, to all of you guys, for your prayers, for your support, for the love, for your financial contributions. We thank you. Um, number two, you know, <laughs> I lost my dad, guys. Do I look like I lost my dad? Do I look like I lost my dad? <laughs> I'm so grateful to God, Bazalwane, for the relationship that I had with my dad. Um, it hasn't been always perfect. So more than anything that I'm going to testify today, I also want to encourage you those who don't have good relationships with their parents. Um, I'm at peace today after the passing of my dad because I fixed my relationship with my dad. When I got born again, I fixed my relationship with my dad. He was not always the best dad, but who am I to say he's not the best? Because the word of God says, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. So my, God knew what kind of a dad he's going to give me. So today, go and fix your relationships, Bazalwana, with your parents. Because that parent is the one that God knew that is fit for you. You see, I know there's a lot of dynamics when it comes to relationships with parents or fathers or moms. But sometimes we stand here and you're like, you grew up with your dad. I felt like I didn't want to have a dad, the kind of dad that I had, even though I grew up with him. So there's nothing the portion that God has given you is the portion that is fit for you. Is the portion that God knew about it before you were even formed in your mother's home. Hallelujah. So today, go back so that you can have peace when things like this, things like death happen. You know, whether it's your parent or it's your child or whoever that you don't have a good relationship with. Go and fix that relationship, especially as a child of God. The word of God says we must forget, we must forgive so that God can also forgive us. You see, I forgave my dad for all, you know, whatever that he did that I thought Guti, it's not right. And who was I to judge him? Because probably that was the kind of father that God gave me to be the person that I am today. Because he what he knew me before I was born, before I was formed in my mother's womb. So he knew the kind of parent, the kind of dad, the kind of mom, the kind of child that he's going to give you because he knows everything. But now we choose to pick and choose and be like, uh -uh, he knew me before I was born. I'm going to be a millionaire. He knew me before I was born. Things that sound nice to us. But when it comes to relationships, we fail a lot. We understand. God is probably fixing me 
for this kind of relationship that he has given me through a friend, through, you know, your mom, your dad, your child. Sometimes we point fingers and be like, oh, why, Zuzi, why are you acting like this? But God is trying to fix you. It's got nothing to do with Zuzi. It doesn't mean Zuzi is right, or your mom is right, or your dad is right. But God is trying to fix you because there are things that he wants to perfect in your life. Hallelujah. I didn't mean to shumayela. You know, the way God blessed me so much, um, before I even knew, when my dad was still alive, which was just a week before I went home, I had nothing in my bank account. Like, literally not, nothing. Those who transport December is not a good month for us because it's nice life. So, Tina, we suffer. Especially if you did not make means, you plan, you're going to end, save throughout the year. So, that was the case with me because I had a very difficult 2023 and I could not save, you know, but God took care of me. There's a lot of people here that took part in my monthly, uh, you know, progress in life. Like there's a lot, I can mention a lot, guys, but I know those people were used by God. There's not a single day that I slept without food, you know. And one thing that I like about God, the, the word of God says, for bread. I never begged for bread, but God touched people to come and provide bread for me. Hallelujah. So before my dad passed away, it was my birthday when I got the call. He's been hospitalized. He's critical. And yeah, that was the end of my birthday. That started well and ended on that note. So what happened is that I received money in my bank account a day before my birthday. And midnight, on the day of my birthday, which came about, okay, I saw it about 3 a.m. when I was up. A lot of money Bazalana, which was almost ten thousand rands, and it had no reference. It had no tracking. Where is it coming from? And I kept the money aside because I was like, Yo, Even though I was broke and I didn't have money at the time, I kept the money aside because the Holy Spirit kept on saying to me, Don't use the money. God knew my debt is going to pass. And that was the money that I used, including all the monies that I have received. So I knew when I went home, because God told me before my dad passed away, he's not go this is his last Christmas. On the day that my dad passed, God spoke to me and said, talk to your siblings. He's not going to make it through, through this day. And I spoke to them, and I said, he's, he, this is his last day. And they thought, you know, you are wishing or anything like that, but because we have the Holy Spirit that speaks to us and tells us the things, you know, that we should know. And Apostle always says, there must be nothing that happens to you without you knowing about it first. Because we have the Holy Spirit. We have the voice that speaks to us. So on the day that my dad passed, I knew. I said, Valelisani. I don't know if they did, but within two hours, of that time that I said to them, my dad was gone. Hallelujah. So I thank God for the peace that I had. I thank God for the voice of the Holy Spirit that he gave me and prepared me even before I traveled home and the financial, you know, um, the finances that he provided for me because he knew 
before anything happened, he knew. Because I did not plan to go home. I was not going to go home. I was not in a financial position to go home. But God provided for all my needs. And those needs were met. And my dad, we, 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 you know, we sent him home peacefully and lovingly. So hallelujah. Amen. Greetings, Bazalwani. Um, I'd just like to thank God. On the, sometime in October, um, I was at work. And as I was busy with my work, there was a client that came in, and um, I was busy with my admin. I was very, very busy. But suddenly, I felt like the urge to, to just to, to be suicidal. Um, I felt suicidal at that time. And then, yo. So I I knew there and there that no, this is not me. It it definitely can't be me. And then I just went to the door where we, we receive our clients so that I can see what's happening here. And then there was a lady that was coming in, and then I told the host, Uguti please don't uh, give this one a ticket. I will save this one. And then I left my, my, my admin, and then I went pass. Then um, I assisted her, obviously, with whatever she wanted. And then the after, I asked, how are you? I, I had done that the Capitec way. You, the, how are you? You're robotic. And then... Uh, <laughs> Then, the after, when I was done, I asked her, how are you? Then she started sobbing. And um, she then mentioned that um, the husband passed on. And then two months later, the son passed on. And um, the sister also passed on, like, uh, a few weeks uh, prior to her coming to the branch. So I was like, yo, okay. And then she was like, very... She's just feeling like, and then, so, and then I was like, um, would you be comfortable if you can pray? And then um, I'm like, no, I'm not going to shout. I'm just going to, yeah, well, it's going to be discreet. It's only me and you that is going to know. So she allowed for me to pray for her. We prayed, and then... Um, she was. She continued crying, and then, luckily, the kids came, then came in. The, she had two kids, Bakulilinab, um, but um, it, the family was like so sad because Ba said because of the mom, um, the mom is just going through a depression, lay, lay out of this world, and then um, I then suggested Ugutsi. Oh, okay. There's a psych hospital that I know in Pretoria that we could refer you to because she's a nurse. She was wearing a uniform, a nurse. But she was wearing a uniform, a nurse. So I'm thinking, if this person is so depressed and she could end up giving a medication wrong to people, you know? And, you know, uh, so I was like, you know what? I am here because I'm a savior. I need to save everyone that is going to be assisted by this one and save the family as well. So uh, we started calling. I started calling a doctor and then so that she can be referred. But um, the kids then said, Gogutsi, 
they've been trying to talk to her about it and because she was adamant, you know, she was like, no, you know, and <laughs> and <laughs> I continued even after she was gone, I continued um praying, praying for, for her and the family. And thereafter, some just in, in December, the, a lady comes in. She's looking so nice. She's so bubbly. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. You are matchless, Lord. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of glory, of honor and majesty. We honor you. We celebrate your goodness and your faithfulness this morning. We thank you, Lord, because you are who you say you are. You are Alpha. You are Omega. You are the beginning. You are the end. We thank you that you are unchanging. We thank you that you are God who is faithful to watch over his word that it does not go forth to return void. We thank you for your doing in our lives today. We thank you for your awesome presence in this place, Lord. We thank you. We bless your name. Be enthroned on our worship. Be enthroned on our praises today. You are worthy of all glory and honor and majesty. In Jesus' name we have prayed and the church shouted amen. I said the church shouted amen. Hallelujah. Please high five someone next to you, behind you, and say welcome to a mountain of encounter. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we put our hands together for our worship team? As usual, they've done so well this morning. Thank you. Thank you for serving us with your gift. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, greeting saints in the name of Jesus. I, I honor our apostle this morning. Amen. Let's put our hands together for him. Amen. Uh, I also honor and acknowledge uh, the, the pastors who serve alongside us in this branch. Uh, the Mashazis and the Lukeles. Can we put our hands together for them? I also honor and celebrate the leadership of the church, our feuds. I also want to honor everyone who serves in the church. They really have a special place, not just in my life, you know, but um, a special reward according to the word of God. So if you are someone who serves in the church, we bless God for you. Can we put our hands together for them? Amen. And last but not least, everyone who is in the house, thank you for coming today. Can we bless God for everyone? Amen. Hallelujah. So the word of God teaches us that whenever two or three are gathered in his name, he's already in the midst of them. Amen. And so we know, not only because of that scripture, we understand that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that means that we house God. 
we house his presence. By virtue of my being here, the presence of God is already in this place because I house God. And you also came with God because you, have, you, have, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the word of God teaches us that way is, is liberty, way is, is fullness of joy. And so this morning I declare over this atmosphere that everyone who hears the sound of my voice is liberated from every form of oppression in the mighty and precious name of Jesus, I decree and I declare that you access the pleasures that are at his right hand by virtue of your presence here in Jesus' name. Shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Before I go into what I believe the Father has laid in my heart to share with us this morning, um, I'm just going to talk about the fast. We started a fast last week and we were doing one meal a day for the past week, but the apostle has instructed that for those of you who are able to, for the next three days, that is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, excuse me, please drink only water. So it's a water fast. And I get to see people's faces. <laughs> oh, don't be afraid. The Lord is your strength. <laughs> I see fear. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to fail. No, his grace is sufficient. Amen. You're going to do well somehow. So for three days, water fast, and then for the rest of the week, it's one meal a day. Um, in order to just up our game as well, we will be inviting everyone who is able to, to join us on the same platform that we use for our 4 a.m. prayers. Join us at uh, 5.30 p.m. in the afternoon to 6.30, just one hour of prayer. We do this because we're not the same and we're not at the same level. I know that there's some of you who are able to pray and just dig into the word on your own and you don't need you know, the corporate prayer. But I also know that there are some who do better when we are able to come together and pray together. So every day, um, except on Sundays, we will be praying until the end of the fast from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. And you are encouraged to join. Amen. I think I've covered everything. Oh, the last Friday of the fast, we should be the last Friday of the month of January. We're going to have an all-night prayer here. Amen. Yes, amen. So we're going to meet. Normally we start at 8 p.m. And then we continue until the morning. So brace yourself and get ready for that. Amen. Um, amen. Are we ready for the word? I just want to share what the Father deposited in my heart. Some of it has to do with the fast. But some of it is just something that the Father wants us to know. Because knowledge is power. Amen. And... Um, I, I realize by the Spirit of God that a lot of us start off the year with very specific goals and just desires for where we want God to take us, what we want Him to do. And then somehow, as we continue striving in faith, we lose sight of it. Not only do we lose sight of where we wanted to go, but of the promises of God and the faithfulness of God. Um, we get discouraged, we get distracted, and today... 
I, I believe that the Father is aligning us and placing us where we will keep our focus on what matters so that we have quantifiable and tangible results for our faith. Amen. How many of you are tired of believing and confessing and speaking big and sitting in a church where they say, yeah, God's sons of the most high and you have no dominion in your life? You're not experiencing dominion. Well, this is a good day for you because the word that will usher you into the manifest uh, realization of what the Father has promised is here. Amen. There's a word that will give you a step-by-step a direction for how you can enjoy what the Father has for you. It's, it's, it's the desire of the Father that you be fulfilled. Amen. The desire of the Father is that your joy may be full. We are created, we are born for his splendor, for the display of his splendor. He, he translated us from darkness to light so that we could display his splendor. How? By singing forth the praises of Jehovah. You're not going to praise God if things are a mess in your life. It's difficult to praise him when you are sick, when you are struggling, when you are hungry, when things are a mess. So when he says, you were born for glorification or you were born to show forth the virtues and the praises of Jehovah. He's really just saying that you have a glorious destiny in Christ Jesus. It's not the plan of God that your life remained the way that it was when you got born again. But the life of a believer should be flourishing. It should be getting better and better and better. And today in the name of Jesus you will understand what you need to do to agree with the father so that it's not just the letter of the word but the word becomes flesh in your life the desire of the father is always that the word will become flesh in our lives it's not enough to just confess big and speak big but there's a, a need for the children of God to manifest who he is amen hallelujah in Luke chapter 4 verse 14 and 15 Luke chapter 4, verse 14 and 15, the Bible says that Jesus returned, in, returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in the synagogues and everyone praised him. He came from a fast. We know this story. Amen. So he is led, if you read the first verse, he's led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So he's, he's, he's not choosing to go into a time of fasting, but the Holy Spirit ushers him into that place. And then the Word of God says, when he returned, after all the fasting, after all the testing, after, after everything he had been through, the Word of God says he returned in the power of the Spirit. And this morning I prophesy in the name of Jesus that even as you you have taken time to fast as you are taking time to wait on the father that you are coming back in the power of the Holy Spirit you are coming back in the power of the Holy Spirit and then the Bible says one he was in the power of the Holy Spirit number two it says news about him other versions say a fame about him filled the region. He was suddenly famous. So that is something else that I want you to be intentional about possessing. You are saying, Father, where I was forgotten, where I was not known, where I was neglected, my name will be remembered. I come back not just in the power of the Holy Spirit, but there's a fame that goes forth 
good news about me everywhere. I decree and I declare that they are changing their minds about me. As I come in the power of the Holy Spirit, there's a change of mind in people's hearts about how they perceive me, how they see me. They will see me correctly and they will celebrate me. Hallelujah. Number three, the Bible says everyone praised him. I'm here to declare by the Spirit of the Lord that you are in your season of being so beautified that everyone will have to praise you. It will be undeniable that the favor of God is upon you. It will be, as you come in the power of the Holy Spirit and fame goes about you, everyone is going to praise you. They will change their minds and they will say good things about you. The Bible records a story about about Paul and Paul was Paul we know the apostle Paul the bible records that he was in a sea in, in in a shipwreck you know first he was in prison and then he was in a shipwreck it seemed like things just kept going badly for this guy like he couldn't catch a break things just kept getting worse and worse and the bible records that after he survived a shipwreck he lands at the island of Malta. And the word of God says they tried, the islanders decided to make a fire for them because they had been in water just to help them get warm. And a snake came out and latched itself onto Paul. And I, I know that I'm speaking here right now. You are sitting here, you're saying, yo, it seems it's been going from bad to worse. Thing, my situation has been getting worse and worse because you've just survived a shipwreck. How are you now having to contend with a snake bite, a, a, a very poisonous snake? That's what the word of God says. But the Bible says he then shook the snake off into the fire. And then this is what the Holy Spirit is emphasizing. He says the islanders changed their minds about who Paul was. So the thing that was meant to kill him became the thing that resulted in his promotion. The thing that was meant to cause him pain became the very thing that resulted in his elevation. Someone is hearing what the father is saying this morning. The very thing that was meant to discourage you, the thing that was meant to take you out, your father is saying as you are coming back from the fast, in the power of the spirit, he's causing men to change their minds. The Bible says the islanders change their minds and they said no this man has to be a god there's nothing ordinary about him i'm here to prophesy by the spirit of the living god that even those who looked at you as a normal mortal looked at you as a normal human being people who looked at you and said why exactly the same there is a demarcation god is causing you to be set apart i decree in the name of jesus that the line of demarcation is becoming so clear there is such a separation because of the glory of God upon your life they will change their minds and say this one has to be a God how has she survived this how has she done well in these circumstances how is she thriving in the midst of the storm I'm here to speak to someone that things that seem to be difficult for you they are not meant for your destruction they are not meant to kill kill you. They are for the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Someone is hearing what the Father is saying. 
someone is hearing what God is saying, you know. Holy Spirit is reminding me of the story of Lazarus. Lazarus died, you know. And his sisters were so saddened and distraught because of his death that they said, if you were here, this wouldn't have happened. And, and, and Jesus' answer was, but the sickness was never unto death. It was never unto death. It was so that my glory would be seen. Some of the things that you are complaining and murmuring about, I dare you to turn around and begin to thank God. I dare you to begin to prophesy concerning your life that all things are working together for my good. All things are working together for my good. Everything in my life is working together for my good. The very thing that you complain about, the very thing that you see as you know, the thing that's destroying you is the very thing that results in what? Your promotion and your elevation in life. Amen. Who I am today, who we are today, has a lot to do with our yesterday. If we had not been where we have been, we wouldn't know. We, <laughs> we wouldn't know what we know now. You know, I'm reminded of an old song. I thank God for the mountains. I thank him for the valleys. I thank him for all he's brought me through. If I hadn't had any problems, I wouldn't know that he could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God can do. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word hallelujah through it all we learn to trust in Jesus we learn to depend on his word sometimes sometimes you are weak because you were not afforded the opportunity to exercise I, you know, this word is so specific. There's somewhere I want to go, somewhere I feel God wants me to go, but yet I'm not able to just walk past this portion because God is saying, I know what you're going through. I know what you're feeling. I, I know how your mind is confused. You are not able to look at this the right way. God says, just change your perspective about what you're going through. It's not meant to kill you. It's not meant to destroy. Just change your perspective. Change your mind. And know that even though you are passing through the waters, passing through the fire, you are just passing. You're just passing. It's not how it's going to remain. It's not going to remain that way forever. It's not going to remain there. And then he says that the, the fire refines and purifies you. When the waters fail to drown you, then you realize that I'm a river myself. 
You wouldn't have known that you were a river except waters tried to drown you and failed to drown. And then you woke up to reality. You woke up to the realization that, oh, I'm a life-giving spirit. I am the river of life. I can't. I can't be consumed by waters. I can't be consumed by, I can't be drowned by waters. Hallelujah. I know God is speaking to someone and I pray that you will receive that word and allow that word to cause you to arise. And I'm just, um, you know, I'm just understanding that it's like, okay, I, I, the picture that I'm getting is, is like, God is releasing a rod. You are in a ditch and God is releasing a rod. The rod is the word. As I'm speaking, as thus says the Lord, it's a rod. And I'm literally seeing someone just feel like, you I don't even want to try. <laughs> they don't even want to latch onto the word. So I, I want us to just take two minutes and just speak. Speak strength, minister the strength, strength to just raise your hand and latch onto that word. Let's just prophesy hope. Rika Doria Sabra Dea, Libra Sharaka Debra Sereka Dea, Lidre Sea. We judge the hold of discouragement, we judge the hold of frustration in the name of Jesus. We speak the strength of God. Leka Dereka Serea Dea, they are hopeful again. Libra Sunda. In the name of Jesus, you arise. By the entrance of the word, you arise. We cancel the assignment of the enemy. You will not drown. You will not drown. You will not wallow in self-pity. You will not wallow in discouragement. In the name of Jesus, we release the strength of God, the hope of God. And we thank you, Father, that it is done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. John 20, 25. John 20, 25. Before I quickly just go into... Thank you, Lord. So, what happened? John 20, 25, so, so the other disciples kept telling him, we have seen the Lord, but he said to them, unless I see in his hands the marks made by the nails and put my finger into the nail prints and put my hand into his side, I will never believe it. We know the story. This is doubting Thomas. We even tweaked his name. He used to be Thomas until as Christians, he became doubting Thomas. You know, now he's known as Doubting Thomas. But Thomas is being told by disciples who've had the encounter with Jesus. He wasn't there. He happened not to be there. They're like, we saw him. Jesus rose from the dead. And Thomas is like, unless I see with my own eyes. No, seeing is not enough. Unless I can stick my finger into his wounds, I will not believe. That's Thomas. Of course, the next scripture, Jesus says, blessed is the one. I don't think it's the next one. But then Jesus says, blessed is the one 
who has not seen and yet believes. Amen. My point is, whether we believe the word that the Father speaks or not is up to us. It's just a choice. It doesn't even have to do with Satan. It's just a choice. You can sit here and hear a word that God is saying it is well. And you can choose to say, unless I see with my own eyes, unless I get the in contact, it's a choice. It's a choice. He was adamant. He was adamant. He made a conscious decision to not believe. He said, unless this happens, I will not believe. He took a vow. I will not believe. Today, I judge every form of foolishness that makes you choose not to believe the word. All that foolishness and carnality that causes you to not believe the word, I judge it and I silence it in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Promotion and elevation is by the word where we are, amen. From everything that you wish to access, any, it's by the word. The word is alive, hallelujah. In Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, he says, my people are perishing because they don't know. And during the Superman conference, we learned that your superpower is what you know. It's your identity. Your superpower is knowing exactly who you are. If you think you are a mere mortal and yet he has made you a God, then you act like a mortal and you are, you are restricted or you are kept out of what you could be enjoying. Amen. So you and I, if we want to enjoy all that the Father has for us this year in 2024, if we want to be able to take quantifiable steps and be able to say in 2025, I moved from grade one, I went to grade two. I moved from grade two, God promoted me to grade five. I moved from grade five because there's such a thing as acceleration and promotion. That's why I said to you, believing is a choice. Because what the Father is saying now requires you to believe. If you, if you can't mix the word with faith, it cannot profit you. <laughs> profit comes from Hebrews 4 verse 2, from mixing the word with faith. So what did God say? And then did you mix it with faith? What did you do after he spoke the word? After God said, I am, I, I am providing for you, what did you do? Did you wait for provision or did you receive the provision by faith and start walking? Someone's going to understand these are practical steps to actualizing, realizing what the Father has promised. You've been kept out because if God says to you, I'm taking your children to that school and I'm paying, you want to wait first and see. Okay, let me see money change in my account. And then, that's because you're not in faith. When you're in faith, when he speaks, you believe what he speaks. And so your mind is not even thinking you're doing faith. You're never thinking that now, now I'm acting out my faith. You, it never occurs to you. It's natural for you. Because you actually just believe his word. It's a choice. Believing is a choice. 
And John chapter 6, verse 29, from verse 28, Philip says, what can we do to do the works of the Father? He says, labor to believe. So, essentially, it's not all these other things. You know, there's so many things we think, okay, we want to enjoy the supernatural. I'm going to fast, good. I'm going to pray, good. I'm going to everything you think you're going to do, good. But he says, labor to believe. Do you believe what I say? Do you live your life according to my voice, not according to what you see in your account? Because when you start living your life according to what he says, everything changes. You become a commander, a master in areas where you were nothing before. You are able to go to the sick and release life. You're not waiting for the pastors to say, we anoint you as a healer. You believed his word. You believe that he says you are a life-giving spirit. You believe that he says these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick. So when you, when you, when you meet someone at Capitec, as the testimony went, and when you pick up a spirit of suicide, first of all, you are able to know that, oh, this can't be me. I'm too full of joy to be suicidal. So since I'm a life-giving spirit, what's going on here? Who is the person who is struggling? And then if you believe... If you believe, you're not there second-guessing the voice of God. You're there going to the person and saying, what's going on? My sister, what's going on? Are you okay? She says she's fine. And you come back and you say, no, but really, are you well? And then because you are a life-giver, you believe that you're a life-giver. You believe that you always have a solution. You are full of life, and it's not just for your life. It's for the nations. It's for the families of the earth. When you encounter people who are challenged, you minister to them. That's what labor to believe. That's what the Father is saying to us, labor to believe. In 2024, do you want tangible results? Do you want to be able to say, I walked on water? Do you want to be able to say, I threw a wedding, I, I, I did this, I paid children's school fees. And Bella, if you are paying school fees for just your kids, you have not started living in faith. Because you are taking care of yourself. It means you don't believe that you are blessed. Because it says, we are blessed to be what? A blessing. So if your faith, the scope of your faith, causes only your natural family to enjoy the benefits. You have not yet, you have not believed the full counsel of the word of God. When you believe the full counsel of his word, the people around, you know that I'm blessed and through me, the families of the earth are blessed. It is through me that the families of the earth are blessed. So I'm not just trusting God for fees for my kids. I'm also hearing who God wants me to parent. I'm also hearing who, who has a problem that I need to solve. So I'm not trusting God for my house. I have people that I'm believing I will hand over house keys to. It's not a story. I'm not telling stories. I'm sharing my life. As I'm standing here before you, I have people that I'm trusting God that because I am a savior and I'm anointed to save, they, they will have homes that they didn't have before. Where they would have been covered in shame, 
they will be covered in glory because of me. But can you imagine, can you imagine if all I'm believing God for, a better car for myself, a bigger, better house. I mean, also it's not even fulfilling. The joy and the peace that you are looking for, it's not going to come from having bigger and better things. I promise you. I know you're looking at me and saying, but no, I see before I had, I didn't have. Before I had, I didn't have. And Lord didn't have what took the longer time. It's just that I labored to believe. And as I labored in the word, the word started to produce results in my life. The one thing I know is I discovered very quickly that having things doesn't bring the joy and the fulfillment. That's why rich people can sometimes take their own lives and you are there confused. We say, how could he kill himself? He drives a Bugatti. How could he kill himself? He lives in the best neighborhood. It's because those things don't bring the joy and the fulfillment that you're looking for. The joy and the fulfillment that you want comes from serving other people with your life. I'm placing keys in your hands. I'm placing keys in your hands. Choose in 2024 to live a life of servitude. A life of serving the people that God has brought into your life. Look for how to minister to people. Look for how to manifest God in their lives. How to be an answer to prayer. Instead of looking for answers to your prayers. Father, answer me. Bring people. Look, look for how to be an answer. Father, thank you that I'm an answer. I'm a solution to someone's problem. I'm an answer to the challenge that they are facing right now. Their, their, their mountain is brought low because of me. Their path is made straight because of me. You've anointed me. And when I'm seeking first his kingdom like that, guess what he says? Matthew 6, 33. All these things, all shall be added in other words, I won't even be chasing after them. I won't even be pursuing them. And yet they'll be following me. So you're going to look at my life and you're going to be like, yo, yo, she's already, it's now, it's only February. But she's done this, she's done that, she's enjoying this, she's enjoying that. Yes. I'm seeking first the kingdom and his, right, his way of doing things. Someone will hear what I'm saying. You know, already... I've been at a place where, oh, I think I say this every week. Sorry, you won't hear the end of it until after the wedding. But my firstborn daughter is getting married in about four weeks. Yes. And, and so when your child is getting married, you start stashing things away. Like you're, you're on preparation mode. This is what we need to do. We need to have money for this and whatever. And it's like... God is enjoying himself with me. He really is. Because it's like as soon as I think I've stashed away, I've put money aside, but then someone will just come with a need. Someone will come with a need and the Holy Spirit will say, first of all, I'm sponsoring that wedding. So you don't need to save, you need to sow. It's a practical thing. 
So am I going to, if I believe, if I'm laboring to believe, I won't hold on to, but I need this money. How will I pay for the venue? How will I pay for this? How will I pay for this? No. If I'm believing, I hear. And once he tells me that, no, this is not your money. I release because I believe that he's going to bring it back. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall you cause men to give to me? Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, uh, 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 someone who doesn't have any, like, well, looks like they don't have money, sent me money. Someone who is not even invited to the wedding, someone who is that distant from the wedding, from, like, really distant, sent me 1,000 rands and said, I'm sewing into Sanders' wedding. And when she did, I, I cried. I was crying because I knew that God was saying to me, don't even think it's the people you know or the ones who have money. Like, I'm, no one is at rest right now, even people who don't even have the money. God was just showing me that, look what I'm doing. Like, I'm concerned about this. I'm not even there. Like, my mind is not even there yet. And yet, God sent someone. And that person was just really a point of contact for me to understand what the Father is doing on my behalf. What he's doing, that things that I can't see. How he is partnering with me as I choose to prioritize him. Amen. Amen. So, you want... You, you want promotion? You want to have tangible results? Partner with God for real. Choose in 2024 that I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I'm first. I, I know you're seeking God, but are you seeking him first? Is he the priority? Is he the Lord in your finances? Is he the one who is saying, okay, this portion goes there, this portion goes there, this, or are you just sitting there and making up your mind? We, we are living the life that we live by leaning into the voice of God. It's not by magic. I know sometimes you look at us and you say, no, it's because they are pastors. We were pastors for very long. We were celebrating 30 years. 30 this year. And we were struggling. Life was hard, but we were pastors. We pa we're pastoring bigger churches than this one. With people who are more financially empowered than you. Those are the people that we were pastoring. And yet, we we're struggling. Because it doesn't answer to the fact that you're a pastor. It, it answers to my labor in the word. Labor in the word. As I labor to believe, as I eat the word, as I speak the word, as I agree with God concerning my life, that's when the transformation begins to come. It's not going to come because I'm pastoring someone. God can even tell those people that don't give her. You couldn't even tell I've experienced that where I was taking care of a friend of mine who had just come out from divorce and she wasn't married. I mean, sorry, and she wasn't working. So she moved into our house with her children and everything. And basically, we were just taking care of her. And I remember one day she says, oh, we're going into winter. I think my kids need 
warm clothes, winter clothes, and whatever. And I immediately wanted to say, okay, we can use my card. I had an account, you know, that had credit. And the Holy Spirit said, don't you dare. He said, don't you dare. And I was like, but they'll be cold. And the Holy Spirit is like, no. And she came back to me. It wasn't much later that she came back to me and she said, do you know the Holy Spirit said I had started making you God in my life? God rebuked me. He said, instead of looking to him and asking from him, I was now ignoring him and just asking you because I, I was used to just benefiting from you. So there is such a thing as the Holy Spirit will keep people who have from giving you. And you'll be offended if your eyes are on men. <laughs> because you'll be like, Abang nigingani. And they have more than enough. Why aren't they helping me? Because we shouldn't. Your father wants you to know his voice. He wants you to know that when he says, go to the fish and pull out a coin from the mouth, he wants you to hear for yourself. So sometimes it's like it's taking long, but he's just building capacity. And it's okay. It's really okay. Sometimes it's like it's taking so long. I don't know how many years we really struggled. Like years. Years. We would think, okay, we're out of the woods. Things, our turnaround is here. And then a few months later, we'd find ourselves in the woods again. And we'd be like, yo, Jesus, but have we not learned our lesson? Please. Can we just not be struggling to put food in our mouth and... And just to pay bills, like basic bills. We live like that for years. Not because God didn't love us. Not because his word is not true. But because we needed a deeper encounter. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel chapter 47. Someone say, I'm blessed. Say, I'm learning. We're going to read from, oh, sorry, from verse 3 to 5. Okay, Ezekiel 47 for verse 3 to 5. It says, as the man went on eastward with the measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cupids, and then he led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cupids and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in. A river that no one could cross. Amen. We know the story. The water is ankle deep. It's coming out of the temple. And then at ankle deep, we can splash. We can do whatever we want. Knee high, it's a little more difficult. Our, our walk is restricted somewhat. When it's waist high, you can't walk. You have to wade. Like you, just, you can't actually just walk because of the influence of the water. Okay. In John chapter 15, verse 3. The Bible says we're made clean 
by your word. So I'm talking about the level of the anointing, the level of the water of the word in your life. That when it's ankle deep, you're still in charge of your life. When it's knee deep, you know what the word of God says, but you can also say, yeah, I know what you're saying, Lord, but I think, you know, and then when it gets waist deep, resisting is harder. But in 2024, the Father wants the waters to be waters that you cannot cross. You have to just flow. He's calling us to a place of such surrender. Our results, the, 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 the results that we're looking for are in the deep. We're not going to find them while, you know, his lordship is up to here. Sometimes we say yes, sometimes we say no, sometimes we surrender, sometimes we don't. He's wanting us to be so immersed that we're controlled, we're carried by his word. So instead of my emotions <clears throat> dictating, the word dictates even my emotions. There's a place in God where even my emotions are controlled by the word, the light that I walk in. There's a place in God where we are supposed to cry. Kaya was testifying that her father is late. And we all know how you're supposed to react when your father is dying. And some of you will not know this, but I think a lot of you will know that Kaya loved her dad. We even met him. He was here living with her in a house for some months, and we had the privilege of meeting him, and we know how much she loved him. And yet, when it was time for him to go, she was like, okay, bye. It was nice being your daughter and having you here. Not because she's emotionless. I'm saying there's something that sometimes you get to know. There's a level of light, of understanding of the word that causes you to even react differently. There'll be things that are meant to just drown you and you'll find yourself laughing. And people will be like, in this situation. No, she's being carried. Being carried by a different force. You know, I, I keep going back to Paul and how when the snake bit him, that was not the correct reaction. A, a poisonous snake and you just shake it off like this. First of all, I know the bite was painful. The bite alone should have been enough to have him running and screaming. But the Bible says he shook it off. Why? It was the level of anointing. It had increased. I prophesy in the name of Jesus that there is a grace for depth that is coming over us. A grace for depth in the word. We will seek the word not, not, not a little bit, not, not casually, but we will give ourselves over to the word. We will give ourselves over to the word. You know, as we surrender ourselves to knowledge, to light, it, it changes everything. Your Holy Spirit, help me. How you, how I hear the word of God now is very different from how I used to hear the word. Now I hear it quickly. God doesn't have to speak for long or to, you know, he can, he'll just say one thing. And I, I'm like, huh? Like it's water in the desert. I'm, 
I'm refreshed, I'm charged. I'm... But it didn't start like that. Before my mind wasn't conditioned to hear the word, I had to make a decision that I was going to separate myself for the word. I was going to meditate the word. I was going to listen to sermons. I was going to confess. It's not that, I'm not saying that you say, now I don't need to confess, I don't need to do that. But I'm saying that as you expose yourself to the word, the, the, the efficacy of the word, the effectiveness of the word in your life also grows. So mightily grew the word and then it prevailed in Ephesus. Amen. So the word prevails more as you give yourself to it. It's like the condition of your heart becomes softer and more receptive to the word. The more you say yes, you, the more you say yes, the more malleable in his hand, the more you, you are able to receive the word and the word is able to produce in your life. That was for someone. That was for someone. Give yourself to the word. In 2024, you want results. Give yourself to the word. It's through knowledge. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible says that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings. But the lesser is included. Okay. In Ephesians 1 3 says, May blessing, praise, laudation, and eulogy be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual given by the Holy Spirit blessing in the heavenly realm. So we are blessed. According to the word of God, you are already blessed. The devil likes to make you feel like I'm blessed only with spiritual blessings, but the lesser is always included in the greater. So spiritual, we, we talk about this all the time in this house, that the world of the sin comes from the world of the unseen. So spiritual is superior to natural. Amen. There's a lot of scriptures for that, but I'm, I'm going to just, please don't get lost. I'm saying when the word of God says you are blessed with every spiritual blessing, it means you are blessed with every material blessing as well. Because this is greater, so this is included in the greater. You are already blessed. Okay, let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. says, for his divine power is bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. So we've been blessed. The King James says, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Can we note the tense? Hath given, hath. What tense is that? The scripture that we read in Ephesians chapter 1, please... Um, Okay, let's read it. Let's, let me read the whole thing. For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence. Okay, verse 4. By means of these, these exceeding great promises. Okay, by means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceedingly great promises so that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay of the rottenness and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, lust and greed and become sharers or partakers of the divine nature. He says he already has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. 
can you imagine if you know? Because it says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. If you, if you know that I've been given all things that pertain to life and godliness, your prayer is different from the one who doesn't know. Because the one who doesn't know is asking God to do. But you, you enter into prayer, there's no money in your account, there's everything, but you're like, Father, I thank you that I'm blessed with all things that pertain to life and godliness. If this wedding pertains to life and God, thank you that I already have all the funding that I need. Thank you that all the destiny helpers, I have all the partners that I need. You are, you are praying a different prayer because you know. And then you are not, your countenance is not fallen. You're not sad. You're not waiting in anxiety, waiting for your change to come. You know that you are blessed. Galatians chapter 3 from verse 19. Galatians chapter 3 from verse 19. Can we go there quickly as we're about to pray? We are partakers of the divine nature through knowledge, through understanding through knowledge, through understanding. So make a choice that I'm not going to go to church to hear the word and be excited. I refuse. My life has remained the same because of that thing. This time I'm engaging the word. I'm engaging the word. I, I, by the time the preacher is preaching, I will be saying what they're about to say because I've been studying. Because I've been studying, I will have such understanding. Even if they are mentioning Greek words, I'll be there also saying, Kinosko, Pleroma. I'll be there because I've been studying the word. Study to show yourself approved. This thing answers to a giving yourself. The results don't come because you come to Southern Spirit and your covering is the apostle. The results come because you choose to engage with the word. After church, you're like, Father, you and I, two of us, let's enter the same trouser. The two of us, I'm restricted. What did you say? It, you said I, all things are mine. That means I lack nothing. All things are mine. And you, you, you meditate it, you mutter it, you declare it. You, you, look, you look at where, there's, where you don't have all things. And you say, you, you account, hear the word of the Lord. All things are mine. You can't look like that because thousands are mine. Tens of thousands are mine. Hundreds of thousands are mine. Millions are mine. Hear the word of the Lord. You will not remain like that. You answer to my voice. You are prophesying according to knowledge. But if you don't know. You are praying desperate prayers. You're busy going to church, but your life is not changing. Okay. It says, Wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgression, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Let's read verse 20. Or is it 29? Now a mediator. Check 29, please. Sorry. 29, there's a scripture I'm looking for. Yes, okay. Yo, I don't have time for all of it. But we are, we are blessed, right? By virtue of the fact that we are Christ. We belong to him. We are one with him. And then he says, and if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed. And as, according to the promise, we will have a Sunday where we can unpack what it means to be Abraham's seed. 
and you and I are Abraham's seed. Once you unpack that, you'll never know what poverty looks like. You won't. Not if you fully understand what it means to be Abraham's seed. If you are Christ, you're then Abraham's seed. Oh, I didn't have to be a Jew. I just needed to be Christ. And I know that. How many of you know that you are actually Christ? You belong to Christ. The word of God says then you are Abraham's seed. How blessed was he? He was obscenely rich. Obscenely rich, like unimaginable, beyond what your mind can comprehend. And that's what the Father wants for you. That's what the Father wants for you. This morning, all I kept hearing, and I didn't even share on that at all, is fullness. I just, all morning, I just kept hearing fullness. The fullness of the Godhead dwelling in us. The fullness of the Godhead. And the Father said to me, I need you to awaken to the power that is in you. Because until you awaken, you won't function in it. You won't walk in it. But once you understand what it means to, that it please the Father, that the fullness of the Godhead should dwell bodily in him. Once you begin to understand that, that's Ephesians chapter 3, again from verse 19. Once you begin to understand what the fullness means, the maximum load or capacity of a thing, pleroma. Once you begin to understand that I carry and house all of God, it changes everything. It changes everything. Because no matter what the devil says and does, your, your mind is like... I. <laughs> the fullness of God. There's no other God that I need. As we are fasting, we're not calling out to a God who is far. He's here. We're saying reveal to us. Open the eyes of our understanding. Cause us to see. Cause us to know. Once we know, once we know, we partake. The second Peter chapter 1 that we read says, through the knowledge, you become partakers of the, through knowledge. Once you know once you're awake to what you have, you become a partaker. Today, as I stand here, I'm enjoying a supernatural life. I'm enjoying a life of sleeping in the midst of the storm. The only reason I'm enjoying it is because I now know that it's my heritage. Before, I used to think when there's a storm, I'm supposed to cry and jump and scream. So that was my portion. And then I discovered that, no, where I live, we sleep in the midst of storms. Where I live, we feast and feed on challenges. So my posture now, when the storm comes, has changed. Altogether, I see food. Where you are binding and casting and running away, I see food. I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm going to enjoy the spoils. After this, after I overcome here, I'll come back in the power and a fame will go about. And people, everyone will praise me because I overcame in the desert. So now I, my posture is different from the posture of someone who doesn't know. I don't have all the knowledge yet, but the knowledge that I have has beautified my life, has given color to my life. And today I pray in the name of Jesus that you will have an insatiable hunger for knowledge. And that God will give you grace 
to study his word, to meditate his word, to speak his word, to frame your world from that you will choose to believe because unbelief is actually a choice. Let's stand to our feet so we can pray. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's put our hands together and bless the name of the Lord. What a word. Let's celebrate the word. You know, someone online says, I vaccinate myself with the word of God in 2024. That means if I need to be preserved, if I need all forms of viruses to die anytime they touch my body because of the word and vaccinating Allah, so shall it be in 2024. I want to be drunk in the word. I want to be intoxicated. It means I want to lose my human sense to take up all the foolishness that comes from believing God. So it is foolish to walk on water. It is foolish. It's not natural. It's not natural. But that's what I want. I want to live a supernatural life. If ever it's written in scripture that ravens came and fed the prophet, so shall it be in my life. If your neighbor is a raven, let them come and deliver. If your enemies are ravens, God will use your enemies to come and support you, feed you, and lift you in this 2024. You know, God said, Elijah, the brook has dried up. Sometimes there are sources that we depend on, people that we've been depending on, that brook dries up. But God will instruct you where your next income will come from. He will direct you. He says, I've commanded a woman to feed you. So go to that house. So what we need is to hear from God. We need to hear. So if your prayers, if whatever you're praying for, please pray that God will give you a hearing ear that you may hear from him. Because the most important thing is knowing that I am here because I was instructed by God. You have confidence. You have confidence even if they've written no vacancy. That is for someone who has not heard from God. For you, you are directed to go there where they say there's no vacancy. They say there are no the, the dates for the tenders have been closed. Now, that's not for you. It's for the one who has not heard from God. As for you, you woke up and you're instructed by God to go to where they say the tender date has expired. That's where you're going. I hope you're hearing. Someone is hearing. I believe we are going to manifest the superiority of God through our lives. God is with us this year. I said God is with us this year. Emmanuel, God is with us this year. So wherever you go, you are going to manifest because God is with you. Miracles are going to follow you. Why? Because God is with you. 
The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power and he went about good, doing good. Why? Because God was with him. That's what shall be said of you. God is with that person. Wherever you, you go, you will be favored because God is with you. May the favor of God rest upon you. I say may the favor of God rest upon you. Oh, that amen is sitting on a wheelchair. May the favor of God rest upon you. Hallelujah. Blessed be that. I know while we're standing here, you might say, how can I access these things? Seeing that I'm not saved, I'm not born again. We want to give you an opportunity to be saved. You are here today. You just came to church. It's the beginning of the year. You also want to start on the right path. I want to pray with you. You're saying, Apostle or Pastor, please pray with me. I want to be born again. I want to be part of what you're talking about. I want to belong to the family of God. I want to be part and parcel of the promises of God. I want to access the things that God has prepared for his children. There's a difference between his children and his people. Are you his people or his child? Those who are born of him are his children. But people who are just born naturally are just his people. Who are you? You can choose today to be his child. You know, when you take care of your children, it's different when you are taking care of strangers. Your children have a, pe a preference, preferential treatment. So you, you, you rather treat your children better than strangers. That's how God is. I want to pray with you if you're here, you're not born again. You're saying, Apostle, pray with me. I want to be saved. You can lift up your hand wherever you are. Pray with me. I want to be born again. I want to start this year in a better fitting. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. You are here. You say, I want to be born again. I want to follow God. If you're a backslider, I want to be restored back to my rightful place in God. I want you to lift up your hand wherever you are. We want to pray with you. God wants to bless you. Lift up your hand. Just lift it up high. I know you are here. Lift up your hand. You are saying, Apostle, pray with me. I want to be saved. I want to make right with God. Lift up your hand. Will God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I want you to please lift up your hand wherever you are. I know you are here. You want to make right. God bless you, Baba. God bless you. I want to make right. I want to make right with God. I want to start off this year right path. God bless you. I want all of the people that have lifted up their hands. Please help them. I want them to come here because we want to pray for them. Please, Baba, come help this old man to come. Please come, come up front. Come up front. Let's pray with you. Let's pray with you. Please help him go the right way. Behind you, Mama. Just open the chair and just let the old man come through. God bless you. Ashers, please make them stand properly. Look, they are facing the congregation now. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's put... Uh, let's celebrate, guys. Wow. Hallelujah.